You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? It's Al Mega, buddy, Supremo, Isabella, para que tu sepa, that's right. Welcome to another Comic Crusaders podcast. Yo, we keep it on this narrative of like indie publishers, right? You know, we've spoken to two awesome indie publishers already. We're about to have another one on right now, folks. I mean, they're killing it right now. Their name is Screaming I Press. And I am honored to have the one and only Mark. Slade, <laughs> what's up, brother? Hey, how are you? How you doing? Thank you for having me here. Yeah, no, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I mean, I know you're hard at work, but just to talk about the greatness of your independent label, screaming, I press it, all the goodies that we could expect from this. I can't okay. wait. So, yeah. Listen, I don't know if you listened to our songs before, but this is all about the journey and where you coming right. from. So first, where are you from, my brother? I'm from uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Born and raised? Uh, well, yeah, around the area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, been here for a long time. You know, yeah, Virginia, born and raised. Okay. So how's that comic book community in Virginia where you were growing up? Oh, uh, as far as like when I was in school, it was very strong. I mean, but you had two different uh, classes of people. Uh, unfortunately, if I could say that, one was DC, one was Marvel. Uh, I didn't realize how great it was to be in both uh, classes <laughs> and the independent, especially in the 80s, you know, Beautiful. 80s, early so, 90s. Uh, agreed, agreed. I mean, again, I started in the early 80s. That's, that's where my fandom right. through the Savage Sword of Conan, you know, reading books Same that I shouldn't have read. But mommy was buy, buying me books that she did not know what she was doing. To <laughs> at the time, well, you know I, mean? I, I yeah. I got mine through my older brother. Uh, this was like the mid seventies when all that was just starting, like Savage oh, Sword of Conan. You got the and, early ones, man. Good for well, you. Well, the first, the first comic book I remember l- looking at was Ghost Rider. Uh, I don't know what issue. I don't know. I don't remember any of that. I just nice. remember it gave me nightmares, and my mom said I couldn't get it anymore, but of course I did. And oh, I, also, I love oh, that Ghost Rider from back in the day. Johnny plays. That's also one of my first as yeah. well after Conan that I kind of saw Ghost Rider, this flaming head. I'm like, this looks so cool <laughs> on the motorcycle. Dope. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, and then I think the first comic book I remember reading was Spectacular Spider-Man. Okay. Probably number one or two or three. I can't remember. Oh, the one with one the tarantula was. on the cover? You know it. You know it. I had I had the uh, the um, notebook. I was going into first grade. I had that. That was on the cover of my notebook. They ah, they were okay. smart to to promote that. And at the end of the day, somebody swiped it. I don't know where it went. Oh, so, damn, Virginia was that hood, man. They, they took your notebook. Yeah, son? of that, course. Damn, of course, everywhere could be a hood. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But, five years old, he's getting robbed in kindergarten, getting mugged for his books. He didn't even know what happened. Poor guy. So, so let's talk but, about this, man. So what was your first comic book, man? What, 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 and why, why were you steered to it? 
Well, probably most likely because my older brother had them. I mean, I was going to, you know, follow him for some reason. I don't know. I followed him as a Cowboys fan. Followed him in, in what music oh, he listened sorry. to. I'm a Giants fan. Oh, yeah. I know. Feel sorry for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, anyways, you know, I don't know. I don't know why I followed him into all that music, books. I mean, paperback books he had were unbelievable all the ed mcbain's ross mcdonald all that stuff really oh yeah i was just like that's a cool big brother (laughs) richard matheson i mean i was like i want to be these guys uh he watched the twilight zone and all these great 70s crime uh tv shows i i just wanted to be like that and uh you know, uh, the first comic book was most definitely Spider-Man. I probably followed that a lot closer than anybody else. But then, then quick was Conan. Conan took over. I mean, I, I oh, just completely love Conan. He's a man after my heart, folks. Conan is you know, my joint, as you all know. Conan and Spawn; those are my two like number ones in life. Right? Spawn is great. I love Spawn. Yeah. Todd McFarlane was great. Yeah, you know, man. Image, image was, was Image was most definitely. All about the image, but you know they had some pretty cool characters. No, Spawn, I got every issue, and Conan, I got a lot of the keys. I got every Dark right. Horse. You know what I mean? I got every Marvel at least from right now. Now I'm going back into the past, and 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 I have a mission. Yeah. I want to finish every Savage Sword. I want to get them all. It's awesome. It's awesome to go through all that. It really is. Uh, so who, I mean, who was your key creative. artist? Who was your key artist on Conan? Was it Man, John you Buscema? Know or Wait, Barry when com- Smith. When it comes to cover artists, it'll be Earl yeah. Norum. Oh, but when it a- comes to interiors, when it comes to interiors, it's just because of when I got put on, it will always be Big John. Right, right. And Big John was great. I love uh, Barry Windsor Smith, too. I mean, oh, listen. It, just I, beautiful I, I, art. I picked up the first issue of Conan maybe four, four years ago. I mean, it's Barry Windsor Smith. And I saw that uh there's a company i believe super seven was doing the barry windsor smith conan figure oh wow yeah wow i missed out because i was broken again I, you know hey yeah. i'm married i gotta explain to wife <laughs> my expenditures <laughs> exactly exactly you're absolutely right i'm not as cool as you mark you could probably get away with things i can't oh are you kidding i, I haven't bought a comic <laughs> book and you haven't been able to afford it <laughs> look look this is the last thing my wife got for me is doom patrol oh wait a minute let's put that on the big oh oh the silver age one too at yeah. that yo beautiful yo if yeah. your wifey buys you stuff like that that's a cool woman right there yo. oh God she's bless, awesome yo. she's great she's great i'm so happy i've been speaking to you know the last two creators i spoke to it like comic books is a family affair and their spouses yeah. are like the number one supporters in their life. So God bless spouses like that, yo. That is so yeah. important to a it creator. Is. It is. It's amazing. So talk about this now. So you become a comic book fan, right? Right. When did you get the itch to, to, to start making, create create something? Uh, probably eight, nine years old. I started drawing. Oh, damn, early. Homie got in early. I did. Wow. It I'm sure the art was awful, uh, but I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a, a football player. I wanted to be a, a writer. I wanted to be uh, all this stuff. I want to be a producer of TV shows. Um, all that. Yeah, speak you know. it. Keep speaking it. It's going to happen. But uh, 
well, I'm okay with not being a producer of TV shows unless, <laughs> you know, unless I'm getting hey, that green back. I need a horror channel, and I, can, I think the Screaming Eye Press is going to bring us all the horror and awesomeness we need uh, oh, as, well. as a TV channel. Well, you know, we, uh, okay, you know what? Why don't we jump into <laughs> how all that got created, which is okay. kind of crazy. Let's do it. What's that journey like? Well, here's what happened was Chauncey Hallworth, who was the publisher and uh, co-editor, co-creator and all that. Uh, Luthar Tuppen is uh, co-editor, co-creator. And Cameron Hampton is our house artist and co-creator of a lot of stuff. We, uh, What happened was uh, he had gotten me on to my radio station um, doing uh, Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, where it was all audio dramas. It was, it, you know, from all eras. And a lot of creators of audio dramas I would have on it. Well, somebody took a disliking to me and contacted that radio station and said that I had uh, trademark infringed. Oh, and really? Which was, which was a, a big lie. I tried to tell the radio station that it wasn't. They can't trademark pulp. They can't, you know, they can't do any of that. They're just words. But most you know, public, they, most pope, just to say, folks, this is a, just just so you understand. Most pope, based on the time it came out to now, is in public domain, meaning yes. it's, it's it's up for for free usage. Well, that and true, and the name itself, the word itself, is is not owned by anybody. No words are owned by one. anybody. Absolutely. And uh, but they were worried. They thought this guy was a big time, and he, he basically probably. Con artist. I don't know. I never even heard from the guy. They did. Wow. I even tried to. So you talk had to no the guy. contact with this person. They just hit up the just his email. And said, this is what he's doing. And yeah. then with nothing else, they didn't even involve you in the conversation. Not really. Uh, sort wow. of. I, I tried to contact him. He said, sort of. <laughs> he never, he never, he never contacted me back. So uh, they wanted me to change the name. And I said, no. And I just said, you know, I was already, I'd already created like seven episodes 80 episodes I, I, my contract was for 100 or 102 oh, and uh they had already aired like 55 i think and i just i said forget it i said I, you know i'll just close oh. it out no big deal and i'll put the rest of them out for free what, well is, they no, already it were. is a big deal what what listen man i i hate haters that's what right. i am the hater of haters <laughs> like how <laughs> dare you how dare you attack someone and not even talk to them first? I mean, well, what I did some nonsense. research, and uh, my friend Lothar did some research, and he found out that this guy did in fact have a like some sort of channel. He was getting some kind of money, I don't know what, probably Patreon of some sort. But it, it, from what I read about him, that was his game was to low was to uh, shorten the the pool, you know, for him, his advantage. And he yeah. attached a law to all scared. Anyway, it was fine. But by that time, Chauncey had already contacted me again. And he said, hey, have you ever thought of having a magazine? I said, Psh, every day. And he <laughs> said, why don't we do it? He said, I can You're format. Like, I'm good let me, at this. Let me just say this. 80s reference. But you were like, what are you talking about, Willis? No doubt. <laughs> Right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. So he said, well, why don't we base it on your radio show? And I said, okay, cool. We'll yeah, use that name, Twisted Pulp. I love um, it. And we just call it Twisted Pulp Magazine. And uh, we're satire, like Mad Magazine. We're a uh, comic book, uh, short stories, basically just a magazine 
articles, fake articles. <laughs> we like doing fake articles. Oh, like Make the people onion? Think. Yeah, yeah. We like making people gotcha. think. Although we've sort of fallen off with issue uh, six and seven and eight and currently nine because we're all so busy. But it's it's still some satire. And really, we really love having uh, interviews. One of our first interviews was Steve Englehart, who oh, created. Really? Yeah, yeah. He, I was surprised. He he likes it. Hey, send yeah, me he questions. loves it. Uh, yeah. We spoke to him during our Comic Crusaders uh, virtual con last year, and Steve was just talking, and you know, our people were just mesmerized because he got stories, man. Oh yeah, and it, what a wonderful writer. All that, that amazing doc- creator, strange. Oh, definitely, man. Captain America. I mean, just a great writer, and he's still going. Coyote, Coyote was is one of uh, Lothar's favorite comic books. So oh, he nice. was over, hit over heels when I, I sent him the doc of the interview, and he goes, "No way, you did not just get Steve Englehart as the interview." And I say, hey, <laughs> I just all you I did was send him. Kiddo. I said I just sent him an email. I I don't know. I, I don't. That's all it a, takes. Listen, I don't have a personal see? charm. <laughs> Let me tell you folks that that's the fact. If anyone listening is a podcaster, it's just ask. These legends want to talk. So give yeah. them their flowers while they're here. They want to share find, their journey. I find older musicians might be harder to get because they're not as into probably typing out, you know, what they but, need to do. Tell us. But, they, they but they're also musicians. They're yes. rather, but they're also musicians, you know, they, they, they yeah. bake most of the time. And, uh, <laughs> or, or, or they've been living a baked life, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So right. they go, you do the work for me, I'll come on. But other than that, no. So, right. you know, let me bring up some stuff here, man. I got to okay. bring this up, man. Yo, I love it. Yo, it's screaming, I press. Okay. Media. No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's see what we got up first. Hey, what is this? Here we go. With Cameron Hampton, Lothar, Mark, yourself, and Chauncey. Uh, what, what's popping? And I love this cover. So artsy. That's, that's Cameron Hampton. That She is a great artist. I've known her for about, I think, 11 years. I, when I started writing again, uh, we met on, believe it or not, I don't know if this is still a, a, a cable station, was Ovation. Used to have a station <laughs> and, uh, they were an art station. And so I used to go, it was similar to Deviant. Uh, used to go there and okay. I used to post photographs I would take and she commented on one. And then I looked at her work and I was like, Oh my goodness. I said, what do you do? And she said, teach. I also, you know, I do comic books. I do all this. And, uh, I said, Hey, would you like to do some covers for me? Uh, and she said, probably. Ooh. And I said, well, would you like to get paid? And she said, well, everybody like to get paid, but if you don't have the money, I'll volunteer this. You know, we'll do uh, one book, then we'll see. And she did, she did a weird Western. It was my weird Western book uh, that she did. And the cover is just awesome. And after that, we just started working together and on, you know, when, when I was doing stuff for a horrified press and uh, then uh, end up meeting Lizanne Lake. She did some covers. She's, she's great too. So, Chauncey, you know, he says, Hey, why don't we do the magazine? And I, I say, well, why don't we just do a whole publishing thing? I said, oh. uh, some of the other publishers have kind of had, I wouldn't say I've had trouble, but this more recent one, they threw, um, Cameron's cover out for, uh, Yardbird, which is my, uh, uh, murder mystery series. Uh, it's, uh, about, uh, a, a, uh, a black man passing as a white man in Odarko, uh, Oh shit. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's you, you, it's, you know, it's okay. It's you know what that cool. reminds me of? That What's reminds that? me. You remember the movie The Man with Two Heads? Yes, Rosie. Thank you. Oh my fucking god! I had time. Yeah. Yo, listen. Not many people have seen that movie, but that was a commentary well, on uh, on social political stuff at the time that you exactly. wouldn't believe. Again. Imagine this. It's a black man's body, and they attach a white man's head to it so yes. he could live somehow. Yep. And it had Ray you know, Milan. It was wild. Right? Wasn't it yeah. Ray Milan? Was the other star yeah. is great. Can you imagine? I would never imagine those two in a movie together. Only you know, only the 70s. You know, only <laughs> that, that dirt bike scene when he's being chased yeah. into the dirt bike. And then, you know, close up, you would awesome. see that he's attached. And then you see the, the far out scene. It looked like such a fake head that was just like rattling like crazy. Like this dude exactly. was gonna die. Oh, I know. You can't drive like that. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm I'm a big cult movie fan too, so I love all those. Listen, you're the only second person in my life that I mentioned that to, and they said yes. <laughs> I remember this movie. Wow, thank you. I saw this in China Five as a kid, and it stuck with me always. Oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All those uh, older films stuck with me. The Devil's Bride stuck with me forever. Oh my God, great stuff! And there was this one that Ernest Borgnine did that he was like yeah. the devil, and he started melting at the end. I forgot the title, but that was um, messing me. It's got Warren Oates in it, and yeah, um, it was like a goat type thing that was kind of was yeah. coming throughout. You remember, you know, and he kind of melted like wax. <laughs> and, and Warren Oates uh, owned a uh, motorcycle uh, yes. company. Yes, custom. Yeah, I, I want to. I so want to see that movie. I have not been able to find it. Uh, one time YouTube had it on, and as I clicked on it, they deleted it. And I was like, darn. <laughs> Listen, there are a lot of classic out there that, you know, we we got to just ask for. You know, amazing. So, you know, let's look at, ooh, look at this insides, bro. So who did all this work? Talk about this. Look That's at this. Cameron too. Hampton. Cameron Hampton. She did all the art. It wow, took her a whole year. Amazing. She a is. Year? A whole wow. year. Uh, because she, you know, of course, other projects, uh, she, doing and uh i i try to keep my distance when i, I ask her to do a, something like this because i know that she's mm. got other things going on but she's this is gorgeous she's, oh that is so beautiful that's her black it and reminds white. me it reminds me of a tapping the vein if you remember that from clive barker dude i've got an issue of that over here on my bookcase i uh, love it love it i think it's volume here. two now Yo, shout out to Kiss Me Comics once again, tuning in. They're like, yes, old school horror. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man, I, I love Clive Barker, one of my favorite writers. Yeah, yeah yep. you and, and me both. And she's huge. She's huge into uh, Clive Barker as well, you can tell. Yeah, that, that's why yep. I kind of brought that up. It has this very Hellraiser-ish appearance <laughs> to me. The funny thing is, mine is the only piece, and I'm, I'm, I usually write things like that, you know, crime and horror. Okay. My story is the only one that is not uh, uh, violently based or or <laughs> any nudity or anything. But Chauncey, Lothar, and Cameron both wrote, wrote and drew. Well, she drew, but both wrote stories that are uh, more like mine than gotcha. than ever. Mine is more time travel and uh, science fiction. Uh, but thank you for doing that because I, you know I've I kind of always said this. You know, I, I, I'm not a, a, a approved. By any means, but yes. sometimes when, like you just mentioned, there's no nudity or sex in it. Uh, nowadays, they use that. They use story, that as a, wherever it takes you. Yeah, but sometimes they use that as a vehicle when it's unnecessary. That to is the story. true. 
And it's like, no, it's no. not needed. Like, I love Power, for example, the show Power on Showtime, right? Yes. But sometimes they show all these sex scenes. It's like, what does this have to do with the narrative of the story? It's unnecessary. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know who's that's just more for the guilty? freaks. You know who's more yeah. guilty is HBO. This has always been their programming. Uh, and, and it's not needed. Right. It's not needed. No. Sex is not need to be shown. Again, not trying to be approved, but unless it's a porn, like what? <laughs> is that, how does that fit into the narrative? Well, yeah, and and it always seems like no matter what kind of program that uh, HBO is going to do, the the woman is going to take her shirt off. And I'm going. I don't, I don't understand why that was a part of that. But if it's a part of the story, I get it. It's no yeah, big deal. Exactly. If it's important to her, like she had three titties and that's what the movie's about, I don't understand. That the guy had yeah. two werewolves, you know what I mean? I understand. Yes. You know what I mean? But it, it just just to do it for nudity's sake, because you know, right. you gotta appease the freaks. Hey, then that's you. Now calling you freaks by nature, I'm just saying I'm a freak too, but I don't need to see it. I'd rather do it. <laughs> you know I see saying? what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And exactly. yo, what's this? You were talking about twisted pop, and this F yeah. cover here is like amazing. That- that's a cover by Lizanne Lake. Uh, she, she, that's originally she did that for one of my books, uh, Blackout City Confidential. Uh, but I think it's out Blackout of, it's out City. of print. Ooh. Yeah. That was a science fiction noir thing I used to do as a radio program. Yeah. But anyway, hey, hey, thank you. Thank you. Kiss me. Kind of. it's, like, it's not a being approved. It's just too much marketing. And that's what it is. They're yeah. trying to market, you know, and market that avenue as opposed to selling the amazingness of the story that the exactly. writers put in. And no need exactly. to add that for the vision. Now, now, sometimes you need to, uh, you know, uh, as as uh, some people might say, bust some heads, you know, break it wide open and, uh, you know, rustle some uh, feathers. Yeah, That's yeah, fine, yeah. too. That's fine, too. But I, you don't I have to that. do it all you the time. Yeah, You don't. Exactly. Not every episode, you know, that's all yeah. it is. I'm, I'm, you're coming from me. You know, I'm, again, not being poo anything, but it's just. Like again, when it doesn't fit into the narrative, it kind of bothers me. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's that's a great cover by our oh oh that, shit. that cover was this. the original Yardbird cover really? that the publisher threw out. They didn't Yo, dude, I don't know why this they didn't so use it. Noir. No, this is so noir. So I old know. school. I love it. I know. I all I had, all I did I didn't even have that scene written in the book yet. I just described the scene to Cameron and she goes, Oh, I got it. I can do that. Okay. And uh she said, well, what does the detective look like? I said, Well, sort of a Humphrey Bogart, but you know I don't know. Uh catch it well. Catch it well when it comes to Humphrey. But just the yeah. scenery, this is what you would see in the old school noir books that, that we talk about in International yep. Comic Crusaders covers like this, detective, you know, a sexy woman, what's going on, the dead right. body. There's a story <laughs> just within the cover. Exactly. Oh, and that's a Lizanne <laughs> Lake. That is just oh. gorgeous. Yeah, she oh, she man. did awesome with that. Uh Spook Show is our uh, uh anthology horror comic. Oh really? How um, many stories we get yeah, per yeah. book? Uh, try to fit three if we can. Nice. Um, so, and it's got how many Shadow pages Hunter is in the it. book? How many pages? Uh, is Thirty the book? to forty. Thirty to forty pages. So we're getting about at least ten pages of story. Oh shoot, yeah, shoot, yeah, man. Beautiful. At least ten pages. And the uh, the little uh, circle, the guy that's uh, Shadow Hunter. Uh, that's something me and Chauncey come up with. He's a uh, investor. Uh, journalist and yeah. he gets cursed by a witch so we'll just ah, leave it at gotcha. that 
But this artwork is gorgeous. Now, yes. the, does the artist use photo reference? So this is all freehand. Do you know? I, I have no idea what uh, what Lizanne does. I, I'm thinking she might use some photo reference, but uh, Cameron Hampton hardly uses photo reference. Um, okay. Unless unless she's already got it in her head, she goes back, probably looks at uh, life magazines and things like that. I mean, I, I'm sure every artist uses some sort of photo reference, but well, I have no idea. I have no idea what Lizanne does. I just know she both of them produce some really great work. Well, this is the job well done. There, it's a beautiful cover. Yes, uh, very uh, House of Secrets, and oh, that's Michael oh, T. Gilbert. Oh my God. Get out. So you got my Keith Gilbert and you got an interview with Tony Isabella, the creator of Black Yeah, Lightning But Michael Cowboy? T. Gilbert offered up this as a cover. Really? He, he offered this as a cover. He said I said, I can't pay you uh too much. I mean, if I pay you anything, it won't be it'll be pittance. And he said, All I need is uh some issues, some copies so I can give away to friends. And I said oh, Really? Beautiful. And he offered up some art that was never published like his uh superman that he did uh it, it, it's awesome i sent you the uh the link to every issue that we published uh yes, as far you. as like you can get it from my box account i'm gonna so, be so you, reading this bad boys no worries yo because i'm gonna have you PDFs. on again after i read i love oh, okay. it i love it they're all pdfs uh so um but yeah, Michael T. Gilbert, man, and Tony Isabella. He was a pretty nice guy. Uh, I, I just said, hey, do you want to do an interview? Because I listened to his interview on uh, somebody else's podcast, and he said, how do want to do it? And I said, well, I'll just send you my 10 questions. They're all the same 10 questions through a doc and email. And he said, cool. So I'll get back to you in a few days. Shoot, he got back to me that afternoon. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. man. Tony knows. I mean, again, you know, even though they ended the the show of his yes. character Black Lightning, but to see that come to fruition, I'm pretty sure he was happy. Oh yeah, he said so. Rendition. He said he said that was probably the closest to the actual camp. Ah man, that is was an awesome this? cover from so this Amanda like Turco. That's another artist I've worked with before. How did you find these artists, brother? Uh I don't know. I don't know. We, I, think I don't we, know. <laughs> me and uh, Amanda were in a uh, a literary magazine together, and I saw her art, and I contacted okay. her and asked her if she'd like to do some art for me, and she said, "Yeah, sure." But um, you know, she, she's um hard to get in contact with. Sometimes she's so busy, gotcha. so busy with her life, and uh, but she also painstakingly really just focuses on drawing. Whatever it is she's going to do for you, she's going to produce something really good and this looks sick man sick. yes i wrote a story uh uh from just that drawing from that painting and i asked her would she illustrate it and she did and it's in that uh issue twist of pulp that issue oh, number three Beautiful, yeah though. yeah and wow she was just i can't believe it. and she did it within less than a month oh charles that's uh who is charles Charles is the uh comic uh, the uh comic strip that um that me and uh oh shoot uh, Thomas me and Thomas uh Malafarina Thomas created. Malafarina yeah yeah he's also another horror writer uh we've I've known for years but I I he's a, a really skillful cartoonist and Charles <laughs> Charles is a um serial killer that lives next door 
And he's very good at killing. He's just not very good at living his life. He works in an office and, uh, nobody even suspects that he's a serial killer. But, uh, we're also poking fun at all kinds of, uh, horror tropes. Like this, he has a black cauldron and he's trying to, um, cast a spell on the, on his, uh, enemy at the office. Wants her job. And, uh, what happens is the cauldron is not too bright. The cauldron's uh, actually pretty stupid. So he said he wants to kill her, and instead the cauldron just, you know, as as you'll see in the next picture, she's telling a friend at a hamburger just all of a sudden. See? <laughs> oh my god! And, and she's like, That's "Are you funny. sure you didn't imagine it?" And <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the it goes back to the cauldron. I hope it was a good burger from McDonald's. <laughs> and then he's pissed off at the cauldron. Look, I'm sorry. So, I thought you said burger, not murder. <laughs> just to reiterate how Ice Cube put it, uh, basically the uh, the cauldron is remedial. <laughs> oh, he's very remedial. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, I would be so mad. You dumb effer. How dare you? So what hey. is this? How dare Charles, you? All oh, men are not the same. How dare you? Oh, that that's that's definitely Cameron's art uh, for Screaming Eye Press, Volume 1. Um, I believe that's for Lothar's story. It's either Lothar's story or, or Chauncey's. Um, a, lot of, a lot of weird stories they come up with. I, I was so jealous when I read their stories, and I was like, damn, I wish I had come up with that. But mine is uh, travel, <laughs> nice. uh, time travel. <laughs> I was like, at the time I was feeling political, which 99% of the time I'm not political at all. Yeah, And, and, I, and this, you know what? And 99% of the time people don't like it. <laughs> be that is true. That is true. But, you know, with, uh, you know, with the uh, Harlan Ellison stories uh, floating in my head, I was like, you know, I get the, I get what he was, he was doing in the seventies kind of applies to what was going on during the pandemic. You know, so gotcha. just, I wrote that, you know, so, yep. This looks great, though. Again, this reminds me so much of a tapping the vein style. Yep. There's my character. He, he so works for Arcus. Introduce yeah. the character and everything. What's yeah, going? man. Acos. What's that? Acos. He he's a he's a time traveler. He's going to go back in. Uh, if you hire him, he will go back into other dimensions of time and space, and he's going to fix that. Uh, as you think is right. Um, if I were further stories, it would be not as black and white as the first one. Uh, it wouldn't be straight down the middle. It would be like he would get messed up every time. He would do the wrong thing because yeah, that, that's the type of writer I am. I, I like to make it hard for my characters. Well, why not, though? That's the journey. Yeah, Nothing comes exactly. easy in life. So, you know, why would it be easy for, for a hero? Exactly. But in, in this case, I only had six seven pages to do so i had to had to you know cut it and chop it and you know make it what it was but i I, she she totally understood my story cameron she was like i love this story this is great uh and i said well compared to chauncey's and lothar's it's very tame and she said yeah we need a tame story in it so nice yep yep (laughs) the bizarre he is Love it. Yep, that's Love his it. name, Flake. Yes, sir. Absolutely. 
He, it looks fantastic, though. It looks so much fun. Hey, what's going on here? Hey, hey. I know, I know, I know. More sex. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, again, that's, uh, I believe that's uh, Lothar's story right there. Um, has some fantasy elements to it, too. Has some talking uh, rats in it. Talking rats? Is this based in New York? <laughs> I'll have to ask him. I think it's more based in uh, California where he's from. So, <laughs> gotcha. So gotcha. the rats in California wear robes. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently so. At least, at least they're dressed. There's, there's a Lothar's story. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's his a werewolf and oh man, I'm not sure what that that other creature is, but it's a werewolf and whatever the tarantula creature uh, battle. Holy at the crap. End. That's not uh that's kind of uh, disturbing, folks. Yeah. You can tell you can <laughs> tell she it. has a uh, burning rights and influence going on too. Rest in peace to that legendary creator. Legendary. I, mean, I love this swamp thing. I mean everything oh, yes. touched Frankenstein. I mean Oh, dude, that Frankenstein I mean. book is crazy. Oh, right? you can you can buy Charles, volume one of Charles of all the cartoons you can get that on. We put that out. We, we, oh, we're really? doing all kinds of books. We're doing we're doing even anthologies. So if anybody wants to do uh, come up with some stories, contact me. You know, so where can for, they contact you if that's if that's an option? Yes, Animal Mother sixteen at msn dot com. Animal. They can, let, let me just write that down because okay. people <laughs> people you know Animal Mother sixteen at. 16 at, at msn.com. have an msn that still exists wow <laughs> yeah well it's 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 hotmail outlook whatever they keep changing it to but yeah i still use the msn monitor. there you go folks if you want to submit animal mother 16 at msn.com show the love right there that's that's what you're gonna right but even yes. more importantly most importantly though what you guys got to do is check out Screaming I Press. Check out the Facebook. And, yes. of course, look up Mark Slade on Amazon. Okay? Yeah, if you want. Key points there. <laughs> Key points there. So, all right, so let's end with this. You know, what have been the, the, the lessons you have learned and what advice you could give to upcoming uh, creators based on your journey? You know what? Do what you want. If, if you want to create a romance book, create a romance book. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to do sword and sorcery, create that, write it, or draw it. However, don't worry about what people think about it. Uh, you put it out there, people will find you. So they ignore will. the haters. Definitely. and But you're going to accumulate, you know, one or two. Because it's only one. It only takes one. Uh, but you, you know, know what? Though? If you don't have a hater, you haven't made it. <laughs> did, did Frank Sinatra sing that? It sounds like something he would sing. Don't make it. Don't make it happen, bro. I'm gonna start doing some Frank Sinatra music. Al Mega sing sing Sinatra style, and then heck yeah. Hope, you know, hey, hey, I tell you what. It. Let Scream and I press put your record out. Uh, let's do it, kiddo. Let's do it. Let's, right, <laughs> uh, Mega sings the blues, Sinatra. Style. Oh, I, that, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Oh man, this has been a pleasure, brother. You're so much fun. You're awesome. I love the energy. I Thank love you. what you guys are doing. You're having fun with the culture. Absolutely. And folks, again, yo, uh, 
put it up. If you're a creator, you know, looking for opportunity, you know, please email the big homie over here. But most importantly, visit the website. Yes. You'll like it. You'll right. like it. We have some stuff on there that's uh, some free stuff. Uh, yep. Some some Visit comic books. Yeah, Facebook. some comic books that are in, um, you know, that's that's not uh, in copyright anymore. You can. And what are we getting on them. Amazon? What are we getting on Amazon? Am- uh, you'll get uh, a lot of the books and and uh, and uh, anthologies I'm connected with. Um, you'll definitely Beautiful. get a lot of the Screaming Eye Press books. And Great. Twisted Pulp magazine. Beautiful. And folks, again, if you are a creator, just looking to maybe share your stories, you know, he's willing to listen at animalmother16 at com. Send that email, show the love, show the support. Brother, you have been so great, Mark. I, I love it. Thank you. So, so this is the end of it. What's the future of the future? I? I mean, what can we expect in the next couple of months? Uh, well, we have three anthologies that we're going to. Oh shit! Nope. Go ahead, I'm here. And uh, we lost Mark for a second. This is technology, folks. When you go live, isn't it amazing? Don't you love it? But screening my press is awesome. <laughs> um, you know that they, they have a great amount of books as you just saw based on the art. You know, all you have to do if you want to, you know, if you're curious about it. You know, I need you to visit ScreamingEyePress.com. Very simple. Or even visit their Facebook at Screaming Eye Press on Facebook. And if you want to know what Mark has been creating, I need you to go to Amazon. Look up Mark Slade. He's doing awesome stuff. And once again, folks, if you are, in fact, a creator looking for an avenue to release your product, you go to Animal Mother 16. You know, uh, MSN.com. Ain't that the truth? Gives me comics. Technology, internet, all that stuff. But again, yo, I'm able to roll with the punches, and that's what matters here. Um, unfortunately, Mark is not able to come back because his laptop died. I guess he didn't keep it on the charge. <laughs> not a problem. Folks, thank you for tuning in. You know, tune in just a little bit as we have yet another awesome independent policy coming up in the next program. You know, we're going to be talking to John Durgan from Livid Comics. So tune in a little bit. But with that, you know what to do. I ain't going to say here. I'm out. Thank you for listening. Much love, everybody. I appreciate your time. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 